0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: yes, yes. And after one day working together, Marshy Marsh, I feel like there's a lot of chemistry in this room right now. There's a ton. Yeah,
2: there's a good pairing. I feel good on a Friday. Feel good Friday. Are you? Well,
1: so do I. Yeah. So, do you feel good about your little piddles, but not little piddles, Friday six-shooter? I feel
2: good about it all. Wow. There's a lot of questions that we did not get to yesterday that I feel like we're just going to... We're just going to dive right into it.
1: I like that. I like the North Dakota
2: pond hockey like hat this? too. I got it for Christmas. And I Christmas. like the corduroy
1: texture as well.
2: Yeah. Is corduroy something
1: that uh you young tykes are wearing right now? I've you, been told you know, that it's I back know. in vogue and baggy is
2: back in vogue. Is that is that your read as well? You know, I'm not much of the uh of the baggy type. I don't I don't know if I like baggy clothes. nope, no, no. But yep, uh, yep, yep. there's a, there's a few like uh big t-shirts that I like to wear. Yeah. If if you're catching my drift, I, follow you on that. I like the the big baggy tees sometimes though, but I'm more of like that Jamie Rivers kind of like skin tight, you know, let the uh, the muscles show. You guys Go. on the fast lane are just you know tight bodied gentlemen,
1: tight bodied afternoon drive sports talk radio hosts. If anybody wants to use that for a promo, let me know. I, I mean, come in st- and st- voice st- it.
2: Hey, by the way, I went in after the show yesterday and I clipped the. You are the Michael Jordan of radio. So right. we have that, and it's in Jackson's folder. That's good. And it's, it's, it's about time someone said it.
1: I was a little... De- surprised it took till 2024 but i agree with you as Mm -hmm. a matter of fact on that i know many in the audience do as well you can agree by texting in the air comfort service text line 314-399-9646 and you're also welcome to participate in the youtube chat uh, on the 101 espn channel many friends have already gathered and they're already in there are these guys in the uh the fast lane chat as well droid effects cat dad gamer tiny pp mr smith uh rob roberto Niro, 69 just Mesfin, I hate paper straws. Well, I was watching yesterday. I saw I hate paper straws in there.
2: Yeah, I uh, I know Droid is a uh, a member of the Snake Pit. So, oh, he, is that right? Yeah, he's God, around. I like that name, the Snake Pit. Did you coin that? No, I didn't. They did. No, oh, is that right? That that's all on them. Nicely done. They got a lot of Why creativity. You say them? I mean, you're part of the show. I no, I know, but I want to give credit where credits due. Oh, the Snake Pit themselves. In. The I Snake think taking Pit like themselves. Rivers and Carrie and no, Stolter. no, 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 no. These God. listeners and viewers on our YouTube page, they have a ton of creativity, and I want to give them the credit. God bless America. I follow you now. Marshy does great with the chat. That's
1: from Cat Dad Gamer. They love you in there. Uh, yeah, Grant Streaker says, "How we doing, fellas?" We're doing great. We're doing wonderful. It's a Friday. Uh, Marshy Marsh filling in for the vacationing Jackson Burkett. Many of you know him as Piddles. And here on this program, we welcome your participation in the YouTube chat and also via text 314 314-39-9646. Did you watch the the draft of the All Star teams last
2: night? Oh, come on, Tim. Of course I, I did not. <laughs> oh, I was about to say no because it we had on, a discussion
1: though. at the end, end at the end of TMA just now, kind of really off brand. On Tate McRae. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, I'm trying to pick up a read right now. I know who that is. I'm still trying to pick up a read, and I feel like, God, I think I should shove all in. That's where I, I am.
2: I know who it is. I don't listen to her music. I, I slightly followed that she used to date um, a, an NHL player. Mike Sillinger, Yeah who was Sillin- as note. Note. Yeah. Cole Sillinger. His son. Who, uh, who actually played... Against the Blues the other day for the for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, we were uh, we were up on that at
1: around nine forty on TMA today. You know, really surprising that we weren't breaking down the NBA and
2: surprising uh, finish last night to the game that we had here on one hundred and one ESPN Celtics and Celtics Lakers. What a what a tribute to Jackson Bennett here. God, are you are you weaving in a little NBA update here? I mean, maybe we'll, we'll have to this wait until that till the bottom th- yeah, of the hour, ten thirty
1: or ten thirty nine, as the case yeah. might be, with with this particular host. Um, yeah, but uh, that that was the discussion. Robert Thomas not drafted, however, by Tate McRae.
2: Mm, that's a tough scene. That's a tough scene. But hey, you know what? It, You still got to play. Still got to show up. Still got to play the games. Uh, Justin Bieber out there drafting
1: as well. Do you like this format? Would you rather see it be Western Conference against Eastern Conference? Or do you care at all? And you can be honest with me. You're a prince of a man, just like Piddles. You know, I really don't care. That's that's the honest answer. I I really don't
2: care. But I do like, I guess, what they're doing. Like the NBA did that, and now they went back. But, I don't know, it, it is interesting seeing players that would never play with each other play with each other right. like we, we we've seen the whole you know western conference eastern conference thing so if you can mix in some of the the yeah, western the conference players yeah exactly so mix that in and it, i mean it doesn't change whether or not i'll watch the game but like it is interesting to see what they're doing now
1: jackson's a big uh, uniform aficionado how do you feel about these all-star sweaters and i don't want to put you on the spot if you haven't seen them
2: I have seen them, and I, I think, think did Bieber design them, or did like his buddy design them, or something? I'm not too sure. I'm not a huge fan of them. They have like the nameplates on the bottom of the the jersey. Like it, it's just it's weird. I, I haven't really liked the All Star Game jerseys as of recent. I, I don't I don't really like them that much. Yeah, right, I do them. like the the old like Wales and Campbell those sure. uniforms the old orange and black unis. Those so, were
1: sick. I think that's what we had when St. Louis hosted the All Star game. I'm going to make a play on 19. <sighs> I was going to say 86, but I don't think it's 86. I'm going 88. It was either 88 or 89 before the most recent one.
2: Uh, so that would have been. Oh, Do you know? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Their yeah, last yeah, All Star game predates you. Yeah. I thought it was in 96. No, definitely no. 80s. But I, I say definitely. Or 80s, was it 86? So I'll look it God, up Was it 86,
1: you. the year they, they went to the Campbell Conference Finals in the same year as the Monday Night Miracle? I don't think that, that I'll look it up. Uh, that's uh, Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse. I'm Tim McKernan. This is Balloon Party. It's driven by Mungan S, St. Louis Acura, and Mungan S, Burkhard, Alton Toyota. It's a program that solicits your involvement. Air Comfort Service text inbox, 314 399 646 and uh, the YouTube chat. 88, I shipped it. Oof. I take these years seriously. Yeah. I'm very proud of that uh, strange little gift. Uh, let's go with question number one. You've put the work in to prepare a little piddle sure. six-shooter,
2: but it's the Marshy Marsh version of it. I'm anxious to see what you got here. Absolutely. I- I'm told that there are some some uh, production elements to this, so I'm going to go ahead oh, and play right. it. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Mike Ryder. Let's, let's do this then.
0: A Friday tradition unlike any other. Let's spin the chamber for the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter, presented by the Angry Beaver. Now offering free shuttles to and from all Blues home games. Question one. Wow, did you hear
1: that?
2: Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's very nice.
0: All What's right.
1: that Midnight Rider, man?
0: That sounds great.
2: Let's uh, let's go to all right. So Major League Baseball. I think the question that has come up a lot is. You know, are people interested in this game? Right, like everyone, they're they're changing rules because we need to get the the youth. Right, the youths need to need to get into the game now, and we'll, let's change the rules. Let's make the game quicker. Are you ad-libbing right now? Or are you reading? No, I'm just adlibbing. Oh, okay, all I'm, right. get, I'm getting to the all question. Right,
1: right, no, I, I didn't know because I, I because I didn't know if you like were calling an audible with. The Kenyon Middleton news or the the Brewers and the Orioles, and you're like, I had this, but then we got this news, so I'm calling on I was just trying to see how you work when you prepare so, a six shooter. I did have so trying to
2: compare and contrast. I'm essentially judging you. That's that's fair. I feel like everybody judges everybody. <laughs> that's right. So other than last other than yesterday, because the whole Corbin Burns news to the Orioles uh, was definitely interesting, but overall has this off season from Age League Baseball isn't an example of why the game continues to struggle appealing to fans. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of like well, I, 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 action. I, I I agree with that. I suppose
1: I don't know if if the numbers would back that up, that the game is struggling with appealing to fans. I know I'm personally mm-hmm. not as big of a fan as I was, but a Mm -hmm. lot of that, it goes to something that when I give this opinion, it alienates some people, but that's fine. That's kind of who I am, Mm -hmm. an alienator, but I just don't like the way that the playoff format is at the moment. And I feel like it, Mm -hmm. it kind of wastes a regular season. So with that said, um, yeah, I mean, to have the Cy Young winner and it's February 2nd and he's hanging around, um, you have a team that won their division by a comfortable margin, being in a spot where they're going, it's better for us to trade away the twenty twenty one Cy young winner. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's different than the urgency that you feel at the starts of the other three major North American sports
2: leagues right. free agencies. I mean, I look at the NBA, it seems like they have it's a huge deal right it's, it's, when it's that a moment huge deal. hits. Even the NHL, like the NHL, I would say, is the number four sport out of the major four sports, even they have Quite the off season when you know when free agency opens up and they got guys moving around. It's exciting. I just well, I think
1: I, here here is where I would say you go. Okay, well then if that if that is indeed the case, then why? And I would tell you it's because half at the most of the thirty major league teams are truly trying to compete. Mm-hmm. That's that's my arbitrary percentage cutoff, and therefore you have. 50% that are automatically out. I still am confused by what the hell the pirates are doing spending $10 million on a Rawlins Chapman. And that's not a shot at all this. It's like, what is that going to do for you? It wasn't going to help. You're going to be in last place or fourth place either way. What does it
2: matter? You're you're going to trade him
1: Save the the money and have a big dividend at the end of the year for the owners. I just, for the life of me, I don't get it. But whatever. I I don't get what goes on in that operation. But, yeah, I think that's one of the core issues. Now, of course, it's not to say that, I mean, hell, we heard Doug Armstrong here in October. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, realistically, we're not in the... Top third of the NHL, and we're hoping to get to third place this year. You know, and I appreciate that. I appreciated it in the moment. I loved it. I thought it was refreshing and honest and authentic. I was a big fan of it. I just was surprised that he then fired Craig Berube two months after saying it. But either way, uh, that that to me is one of the core issues. And then that goes. But then you go, well, then why is that the case? And and one could say, well, the salary cap. But then if you're going to have a salary cap, then you have to have a floor as well. If you're going to have a ceiling, you have to have a floor. And then that would prevent... So, for example, Marshy Marsh, Marsh, with what the Orioles did, uh, they now will have a payroll of around $90 million. Mm -hmm. In part, that's because they have what was ranked this morning by ESPN and Kylie McDaniels, the number one rated farm system, uh, in a major way. But they have a surplus of position players, in particular middle infielders. So it was time to do something... Mm -hmm with that surplus for their rotation. I mean, they've got a sick offense, but a questionable rotation. Mm -hmm. And uh, Angelo sells, and 48 hours later, the Orioles go and make a big move for Corbin Burns, who's a free agent after this year. But good. I like that. So, so much of it, I think it is determined by the personality and the risk tolerance of the ownership or the ownership group. And then also what the mindset is, is the mindset, I want to win a championship, that's part of my legacy, I've already made a billion dollars, which is usually the case for these owners at this point. Mm -hmm. Or is it, I just want to continue to increase the value of my franchise and not have to put in my own money. And so it's a case-by-case basis of what you have. Steve Cohen would be an example of the former. I don't really know what was going on or has been going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates because it doesn't strike me as a team that's really interested in winning. But yet there they are mm-hmm. playing in Major League Baseball. I'd enjoy a relegation. I know it won't happen, but I, <laughs> I mean, it's just you have a few organizations that are just kind of pointless and in, in flopping around and, right. it's, and it sucks uh, that that goes on. So immediately going into the offseason, you know, you can cross off at least 50 percent of teams that will not be competing for free agents and oftentimes they're the same ones
2: that there were 5 years ago. This isn't necessarily on a cycle. Mhm. And I feel like going back to the the Orioles thing, like that is that's an exciting move for I could
1: I agree with you 100. I think the Baltimore Orioles have had a wonderful week. I would imagine yeah. Orioles fans are on
2: a super high and that's before they even got Burns just cuz Angelos is out. Exactly. But I don't feel that excitement from a national perspective I, I outside of the game of baseball like baseball fans are going to like baseball things and so as a baseball fan, I, I'm really excited for the Orioles and I'm excited to get Corbin Burns out of this division. So I the, I, I find excitement in that but from a national perspective, People aren't on you know, the streets talking about Corbin Burns being traded.
1: You have a lot of the biggest and wealthiest fan bases, and by that I'm not talking about their income, but the fans mm-hmm. of teams that have some cash, Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Cubs, all bitching that their ownership is not spending money. And then certainly you have unhappiness in St. Louis, without question. For sure, It's just a different set of circumstances with regards to the revenue and what St. Louis does versus those markets. Um, If anything, what you have right now, in particular in the national, in Philadelphia, by the way, was watching an interview with Howard Eskin, who Mm -hmm. is a renowned sports talk uh, radio host in in Philadelphia. And he's been, I think, with Fox, uh, their affiliate as their sports director, going back a number of years. And there is unhappiness there that all they did was keep Aaron Dola. So that's one of the underlying tones of the offseason is here you have the Phillies, big market, Red Sox, big market, Yankees, Mets, obviously, Mm -hmm. big-esque market. And then one team essentially did all of the big-dollar work, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. So what may be good for baseball in October is if you have an upstart in the American League, go up against the Goliath in the National League as far Mm -hmm. as creating – a World Series narrative. And maybe it would be exciting for people if the Dodgers are on some kind of record-breaking tear, or maybe it will alienate people and say baseball has a major problem that one team could go out and do this. And by the way, the Dodgers, for all that they've spent in that ranking of farm teams, minor league systems and prospects, they came in at eighth. Three of the top ten teams are from the National League Central. The Cardinals are not one of them. Hmm. Uh, The uh, Cubs and the Reds and the Brewers are all in the top 10. The Cardinals are 18th, which is last of the five National League Central teams. The Pirates are 14th. So Hmm. there is some uh, news and notes. That, again, is on ESPN.com. This morning came out at around 6 a.m. from Kylie McDaniels. 1019 in St. Louis. That's Marshy Marsh. I'm Tim McKernan. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube chat.
0: we are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Andrew Marsh with you today. Jackson Burkett is gone. He's
2: fired. <laughs> he's just with the 20 guys in a small home in Scottsdale. I'm assuming he's golfing this weekend. He
1: was bringing his sticks. hmm he could be a great golfer if you played with him. I know you guys have gone out and had Chardonnay together on the weekends.
2: We've we've dabbled in in some fun for sure. Oh, really? Cardinal games. That was so
1: cryptic, right there.
2: You know, we watched. I watched a soccer game with Jackson, which I'm not a huge soccer fan by any means. But you know, when the United States is taking on the country of England, huh. you gotta you gotta tune in at the old Ballpark Village. I remember
1: you boys going to do. Oh that. yeah.
2: So you have not played golf yet with him. I have not played golf. He with
1: could him. be a great. I mean, he's very. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's like a seven handicap, but he could be great. He really could. And he, but he only hits his seven iron like one forty five or something mm-hmm. like that. And and many members of this audience, the TMA audience, and the Tim McCurn and Joe podcast audience, really enjoy hammering him on that. And I, I told him five minutes in the simulator. Yeah. And I bet they'll see that that club face is open. We're going to compress the ball, and it's going to go about 185 to 190 like it should go for a strapping 25-year-old boy such as yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're from Ladue, you hit the ball further. You have to. You, that's just expected. It's part of the blue blood. Uh, you can tell me how far you hit your 7-iron by texting in 314 399 9646 or by participating in the YouTube chat. Marshy Marsh filling in for Jackson today. Uh, he's got the 6-shooter, and this is
2: question number 2. Question 2. Pew! All right. I was told, by the way, from the text line to just say pew-pew That's all right. day. Yeah, nope, that's, uh, that's a signature. So there you go. There's there's one pew for you. Uh, let's get to the Cardinals, though. You know, obviously this offseason has been about bringing in veteran leadership. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Tim, do you believe veteran leadership can translate into wins, or does it come down to having talent on the roster? I will take the latter. I am confused by this veteran leadership
1: conversation at the same time Mm -hmm. it's coming from in part nolan Arenado, in part paul goldschmidt so i mean i think their credibility is not much higher than mine but slightly higher yeah i mean they're pretty good no i had a cup of coffee with the sophomore team at st louis U. high but then i couldn't make the throw from second base to first base so i feel like i'm in a position to judge them Mm -hmm. i'm glad you agree uh, and Did you have a an injury or I maybe had a torn a mental labrum? Collapse. The torn labrum arrived in 2019. Ah. Uh, if it was a gently hit ground ball that was easily fielded, it would then the throw would go about 30 feet higher than the first baseman, or just directly into the dirt. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun thing to experience at 16 years old. Yeah, when your free time is either spent bussing tables at Pietro's or getting shot down by a potpourri of Young ladies.
2: Well, you got to be able to scoop the ball at first base. So you know, I'm not going to put that blame on the first baseman. You have to be able to scoop it. Otherwise, Thank how are you, you going to get to the next level?
1: Thank you. Otherwise, I think I'd probably be
2: on the 40-man this year for the Cardinals. You're, but, alas. You're doing him an injustice if you're not throwing the ball into Thank the dirt. you. Just putting him to the test to get ready for varsity ball. And I'm not sure how the science works out, but I think if you skip the ball to first base, it, it gets there quicker. Thank so you. Now, right. you're
1: starting, now you're starting to understand there was a plan behind my Absolutely. Steve Sachs-Chuck Knobloch disease that <laughs> was on display in 1992 um the 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 leadership thing i'm confused by it i told an anecdote uh well Edmonds was in studio with us last week would have loved to have gotten into this with him how i got on the phone with him i was going on Stephen a smith's show in 2006 uh right when the season was ending and i said hey i'm going on this show on espn i would like to have something more than well i think the cardinals are struggling you know something some Mm -hmm. some meat on the bone to give Stephen a and uh he said okay fine you want to hear this We're not getting along. Season sucks. We're missing this guy. Mark Grzyzlonic was the guy he cited, which was super random. And I'm like, okay, I mean, you would know better than me. And I can't wait for the season to be over. That was on the Friday before the final regular season series of the the year against the Brewers, which they wound up uh, winning. And uh, a month later, Edmonds is on the field holding up the World Series trophy. So it's amazing how Mm. these things work. Point being in that anecdote is this whole thing about leadership. I just feel like it's... It's overvalued. If you Mm -hmm. look at some of the great teams of the 1970s and 80s, they were famous for not getting along. Yeah. Um, Whether it be the Yankees fighting each other. I'm talking about good teams. I'm not talking about just any teams. The Oakland A's and uh, the chaos of their clubhouse. The 1986 Mets, one of the best baseball teams I've seen in my life. Holy crap. I mean, that was an absolute circus. So when I think of these teams... Yeah, you can think of the Yankees run and how you're going, okay, these are just, this is like pros, pros with Rivera and Jeter mm. and Posada and Bernie Williams. But I just, I, I feel like that's overrated. And I also feel like that responsibility in part is on the manager. So I don't know, I don't, mm-hmm. and, the, and the staff. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the whole leadership thing.
2: I don't know. It I, is tough like being with the same group of people for an extended period of time, you know, at least 162 throughout the summer. Sometimes, you know, you need to get away and and these players can't. Like they can't just go to Scottsdale on a boys trip wow, and get away. Wow. So
1: passive aggressive, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> the days of sipping chardonnay and watching soccer are clearly in the past for this pairing. <laughs> unbelievable what happened. Guess you're partnering up with Tanner or Rockio now around here, huh?
2: Nah, I'll have to text Jackson and apologize. Now that you say it, I get, I get, I get Rockio uh, between the hours of uh, this show and you know when he's done and when I come in. Well, you can
1: hear him from anywhere in the building, so you might not necessarily be with him, but you can hear him. Uh, yeah, the, the the leadership thing. I just, I'm just like, okay, I guess that's where... I just. I saw this. Uh, it was a poll. It was a writer's rankings of the the top. 10 most exciting off-seasons, and the Cardinals were sixth, and I'm like, if you told Cardinal fans that right now, they go, what in the hell are you talking about? Well,
2: that's what I'm talking about going back to our last question. question, Like, if they're number six, like, what's going on here? I just, I,
1: for the life of me, I don't Understand it, but here's the thing at the same time the plowhawk our uh, one of our members of TMA mm-hmm. was uh, starting to take bets that uh, the Cardinals wouldn't win more than 76 games And I said well, I got to tell you something. I'll bet you right there But but because I'll take the over doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I think they're gonna win a hundred. It's just I'm confident they'll win more than 76 But if I'm a Cardinal fan and you're looking at through the lens of baseball, I'd go How would you sit here and sell me that this team is you know? What are you going to have to win to win the division? The Central certainly being different. I don't know, 17 games better if you think 88 wins is going to get it done. That's tough. I know, based on what you've done. But at the same time, my whole contention throughout is I think there's more going on with the organization that they are limiting their risk, and that's why you only have two players under contract Mm -hmm. beyond 2026, and that's Arnauto and Contreras. I don't think it's a coincidence that you saw two one-year deals and one three-year deal. And I think it's because there's some financial concern on the part of the Cardinals, which would not resonate well uh, with many in the fan base because they're going, "How can you have financial concern when mm. we bring in three million every year?"
2: Now we went but back it's
1: going back to the TV
2: deal. Right. We we were just talking about Doug Armstrong and him being open and honest about his expectations for the blues do you wish that the cardinals did something similar where they 100%, were 100 and i think it'd be better honest? for the organization yeah just be honest with the fans like i wonder how many fans and i'm sure there would be fans that would be upset because the expectations are high here in st louis but if they came out and said hey this is where we're at right now we're building for our future and we expect to be this type of team Next year. Maybe they are doing that by just saying, Oh well, we we'll just win the division, we'll get in and, and who knows what yeah. happens. Maybe that is them saying, Yeah, we're just But it's that, that I don't believe right that's here. been
1: the message. It's like, you know, Mo went out and he he obviously was aggressive right out of the I mean he was, but he wasn't with it wasn't it was with two guys who when mm-hmm. they were announced, there wasn't like, Yes, we got Lynn and Gibson. Right. It's like, oh, okay, well and I I thought, okay, maybe that means they're going to move Mats to the bullpen and they'll be bringing in two pitchers. Mm-hmm. Sonny Gray was a textbook Cardinal signing. If you could have given me odds on of the free agent pool, who the Cardinals would get, I would have gone mm-hmm. Sonny. Um, but again, I th- I think I think, and I share your opinion that if the Cardinals had a Mark Lamping kind of guy who was a spokesperson for the team, mm-hmm. like they had for a number of years, whatever period of time that was that he was with the organization, like thirteen years. Uh, and saying, "Hey, here's the situation. We have a, we still have a very good baseball team, but we've got a spot right now where we have to be responsible so that we don't sacrifice the back half of this decade. While there's some uncertainty with television, and the reality is we've had a higher payroll than most markets of our size. Uh, we are very bullish on a number of our position players who are young and under our control for a number of years, but we have to manage the financials." responsibly mm-hmm. until this sixty to $70 million portion of revenue is, is settled. I think a lot of people, I, you're right, some people, no matter what, would be pissed, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would appreciate that. Because when Armstrong said that, we were on the air, and we were yeah. playing the press conference live, and when I heard it, I go, oh, damn. Now, I loved it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And I think it was, some people liked it, some people didn't like it, but I just thought that's so healthy, I think. Yes. To just say, hey, this is kind of where it is. But I just think in St. Louis, during the DeWitt era, you haven't had a year in which they've been in a rebuild spot. And they're not to say that they're in a rebuild spot. That's not where they are. I think you could make a case that they could have gone in a more responsible direction. Uh, In my opinion, responsible. Maybe they wouldn't say it is. But I don't think they wanted to do that because they couldn't risk attendance in a year in which they knew that the television revenue Mm -hmm. beyond this year was going to be... In, in question. And so they couldn't go full on rebuild. But I think in St. Louis, people would welcome the idea of going, OK, it's not going to happen. We just got a bunch of prospects and we're going to watch this team grow. And and see what we can do for the long long haul with this group.
2: Well, I think because, because there's a love of the game. E- exactly. And it, it seems like this team has been in a I'll call it a retool. I won't call it I'd a call rebuild. I call it a purgatory. A purga- yes, they're they're just like middling. And yeah, they had the 2019 run to the NLCS. But like in a 2022 lot. 2022
1: is a very good team, but it's colored negatively because of the stupid ass best of three. Exactly. Um, And going out that quickly but it, it's it there has there hasn't been a sense of we we're close and we're gonna go and do this to put us over the top and I mm-hmm. think that's what frustrates them and then if you want to compare it and contrast it to the summer of 2018 with the blues for example mm-hmm. and that 24 36 hour period O'Reilly and the moves that got people fired up that was exciting that's what got, that's what fired people up and and it, it looks always like i don't a want a 100 <laughs> also you don't want to win the offseason you want to win the season mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things I've said, and I don't think I've said it with with you in here this week, is I can see the Cardinals win the World Series. I wouldn't bet it. I mean, I guess I'd bet it if it's you know I think it's like plus three thousand. I'm getting thirty to one on my money. But I under no circumstances would I bet unless I'm getting like a thousand to one on the Cardinals having the best record in the National League. Oh yeah, no. you know what I mean. Yeah. So so that's you kind of are hoping to you know, Arizona Diamondbacks mm-hmm. your way in, which can absolutely happen. Absolutely. That's That's the thing, which that's what is at the core, irritates me about the way it's currently set up. 1035 in St. Louis, this time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. That's Andrew Marsh. I'm Tim McKernan. This is Balloon Party, presented by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Munganas Burkhardt Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. What a tribute to Jackson Burkett there with the NBA update. Also, perhaps, if you're reading between the lines, a little frustration there hmm. is Marshy Marsh and the playful plot posse reference. A huge favorite. Was there any personal reason for that?
2: Just not great, Tim. Just not great. That's just my read. Not a huge Boston Celtics fans the, fan these days. Is that right? Did they do you wrong? Maybe. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. All right. I'm just I'm just reading between the lines yeah.
1: here. That's what that's what I'm just telling you. I'm just reading between the lines mm-hmm. here. Uh what do you, have, you have another you have another question here on
2: this six shooter? That's what I understand. Absolutely.
0: Let's get to it. Question three. <laughs> pew pew.
2: Nice. All right, so we did bring up Corbin Burns. And now that he is out of the National League Central, and we know that the Central in itself haven't really made moves that that make you go, yeah, right. right? Maybe if you're a Cardinal fan and you're looking at some of the other teams, you're like, hey, hey, they haven't done anything other than sign a, a, a head coach. And that would be the Cubs getting a new manager in Craig Council. But now that Corbin Burns is out of the division, are there any more excuses for this Cardinals team in 2024? So the Brewers are now plus 600 to win the division.
1: The Cardinals are plus one seventy. The Cubs are plus one eighty. There is your your breakdown of uh, the latest and the greatest in the National League Central. I don't think the Pirates are recognized by Bovada, uh, and so with that all established, I would. Exp- I mean, if I, you said you got to pick one of the teams, I would pick the Cardinals. Um, but. I don't I don't, like, have a great sense of like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't bet a lot on it but that's where I would go but again it's a byproduct of what you just brought up it's just a division of blah. yeah that's a you know what Bleh. that's that's
2: the exact that's the exact description it's mm-hmm. a division of blah yeah I I think this division has made this organization worse Wow I yeah, think that, that kind of was like a very concise
1: yet perhaps wonderful master's thesis. Say it again. This division has made the Cardinals organization worse. Because it's made them complacent? Yes. Hmm. For example, if they were in the National League East or the National League West, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody truly would be going, oh, I expect them to win the division. But right now it's like, yeah, I guess, I mean, I'd take them over anybody. I mean, I, I feel like the Reds are the ones with the widest delta. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the upcoming season goes, at the moment they could be great. I feel like they could be great with their young talent, but I also could see it just not happening with uh, with pitching question marks and mm-hmm. the youth
2: that they have. I was surprised they did not that they were not more aggressive at the deadline last year. They were in a position to make the playoffs. I agree with you, and I I, I suppose we could take your master's thesis
1: and advance it and say that this division makes five organizations worse. worse. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can get worse than whatever the Pirates have been doing for the last 30 years. But with regard to the other organizations, they're kind of like, well, I mean, why would we mess with it? We got a chance as it is. And... You know, I, I'm the one that I'm really surprised by their lack of activity. Is the Cubs? You made reference to just I, going with counsel. Yeah, i thought I'm Once they did
2: that, I'm like, okay, well, now for sure they're going to be. I had the same same thought process. Aggressive
1: and uh, to date, anyway, I was mistaken. There's still some moves that they could and may make, but um, yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder about that. I just here's here's the overall perspective, and we don't work together all that often. And that is back in the day and not that long ago, I feel like the Cardinals were like a unifying force in St. Louis. And not to say that they're divisive now, but I go back to like approval ratings. And even though the Blues had their major issue last year and they're lurking in the playoff race this year, and they just fired an incredibly popular coach a month and a half ago, without a doubt right now, and maybe I'm off the mark on this, but right out. If you said, okay, who do you have more faith in as far as leadership goes, the Blues or the Cardinals? I'd think that people would say the Blues by a comfortable margin. Do, yeah. you, do you agree
2: with that? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I don't know. Like, we had this conversation in the Fastlane the other day about, and I think I referenced this yesterday about the, the culture between the two teams. It's, I feel like they're in the same spot. Like, I feel like the Cardinals have more veteran leadership. Whereas the Blues, when I think of their veteran leadership, like Braden Shen, obviously he's the captain. I don't know, and maybe I'm thinking of like age. See, like I'm you thinking could of say... faith
1: in the in the organization to turn it around. I'm not. I see. I'm, when I talk about that, I'm talking yeah. about like bigger picture, closer to a championship.
2: Well, I don't. I mean, the Blues.
1: Although, no, I mean, who would think the Blues could win a championship this year? Whereas the Cardinals could, although you might say yeah. they, they're going to do it
2: one out of a hundred times. I think the Blues, like the their track record as of late, though it seems like they're going backwards. Where the Cardinals look like they're just sort of just going in a straight line. See, I think that the sense,
1: though, is the perception is that the Blues have a plan. Yes. And so, therefore, there is faith in the organization. I mean, you have a guy here who has gone through a lot of head coaches, but he also won a Stanley Cup. Yes. And there is a belief that he will get it right. There's also so much buzz about these young players, who we haven't seen mm-hmm. in St. Louis yet, who are a year or two away from mm-hmm. seeing them regularly in St. Louis. And certainly the Cardinals have some young players. Right, um, But there's just a sense that, okay, they might have some young position players, but, you know... Tink Hence better come through, and the organization's pitching has a lot of question marks right now, and it's the same people who have been kind of in purgatory, mm-hmm. the term we used earlier, that are supposed to now lead the rebuild, and I think that is the reason why there is a higher amount of faith in the Blues, and and by the way, my read on that would be mm-hmm. maybe wrong. I'd I'd be surprised if I came out of Twitter retirement and got, I don't know, three 4,000 votes on that, um,
2: I would think more people would say the Blues. I wonder what, what the people's opinions would be on the younger players, like you mentioned. Who has more upside? Is it the, the, the younger players in the Cardinals organization, or is it the Blues young players in their organization? Like Which one has more upside to it? You, the, the, I think the
1: issue for the Cardinals right now is people would say they're kind of limited to guys who are. That's what Kyle McDaniel cited that uh, that ranking on ESPN.com mm-hmm. this morning. And he said the issue with Cardinals two young pitchers and the ones he cited were Tink Henson, Toco Roby, mm-hmm. is yeah they have a couple pitchers, but they're best. Number three or number four guys. So you don't necessarily have what you could have in Jordan Walker, which could be a star, what you could have in Nolan Gorman, which could be a star, Mm what you could have in Mason Wynn, which could be a star. And then you could have maybe a lesser version of what the Orioles have, which is a bunch of young, talented position players without a rotation up until last night with an anchor to lead it
2: through their progression as big league, ideally stars. So I've thought about this. Like if, if the Cardinals are planning to grow their young talent, and then in like maybe even next off season, because obviously there's some guys that would come off the books, or even the following off season, then that's when you go out and you make a big splash in free agency for starting pitcher, because like you just said, those guys don't really profile as number ones. Then I, I could get behind that, but again, it goes back to the to the lack of communication to the fan base, letting them know like where we're at. Whereas with the blues, I know where they're at. They're in that retool. They're waiting for guys like Dalibor Dvorsky and Jimmy Snuggerud, like Snipes. Those guys are are exciting and we want to see them, but we know that it's going to take some time. I, I, I think the winter
1: warm-up was where I was like, oh, I clearly see what they're doing. They're selling this, like... And then the other thing that stood out to me, and it it, it is relevant to the conversation, is the way that the Yadier Molina role is being portrayed. I I, I just don't think we're going to, like, see a lot of or mm-hmm. Molina in St. Louis this year. We may see him sometimes, but he isn't going to be in the dugout. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, you know... Term role, as in, yeah, he's got a position, but it's not really—he's not around mm-hmm. regularly, and it's like it's more PR than it is—it's more sizzle than steak. And I think people are kind of getting tired of that. I could be off the mark on this, but I'm—I feel pretty solid on my position on the perception of where the fan bases are. I know we got a break. I'm terrible at clock management. It's all good. I, it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a flaw. It's a flaw from doing three hours of nonsense every morning. That's hey, you guys the issue. do a great job over there. Oh my there. gosh. Oh my God. That's
2: great. I love being a part of it when you I'm have, when I'm there. You have you have been a part. You've been on. Mm-hmm. You've been on. The TMA, I love leaving mic drops for you guys. <laughs> That's nice of you. We do appreciate Just getting those. some good uh, <laughs> some some good information from from the fellows. You've over been there. accused of editing mic drops by some of our listeners.
1: I have. I have. Our listener of the year, actually.
2: Can really, listener it? of the year, the Chairman
1: Stephen Wildwood.
2: Well, I I the, appreciate listener Steve. Of the year. He's great. I love I love the uh, the town of Wildwood. I, I went to school out there. Oh, wow.
1: So look at this. Yeah, at the mayor of Wildwood in here. How How about about that? Uh, That's uh, Marshall Marsh. I'm Tim McKernan. This is Balloon Party, 101 ESPN.
0: we are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN.
2: Tim McKernan, Andrew Marsh with you. You will return at 2 p.m. with the voice from the Fastlane. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Nice Friday afternoon. And we're going to make sure that we... Give the listeners a good show before we head into the weekend. Oh,
1: nice. Nice little spirit there. All right, you Mm
2: -hmm. got, you got, we got, we got, what, I'm sure my clock management was garbage. It was. It's
1: 10.56. So we got, what, three minutes? Let's make it count. What do you got?
2: Well, first of all, I I Uh want to read, Uh I want to read this text Uh message that I told Uh you. uh, Marsh is in the text inbox and
1: he's none too pleased about what y'all sending.
2: From the 314, the NBA sucks, go jump in a lake, douche. Listen, I'm not a huge fan of the NBA, but I I know that But the, you lost money last night. Let's just be honest with the audience. You know what? Well, no, I was going to say that uh, the integrity of the show, uh-huh. I plan to keep... Of course. Keep, I plan on keeping the integrity alive here. It's this is a beautiful, beautiful tribute
1: to Jackson Burkett. Well, absolutely.
2: What a moment. What now, a moment. Earlier, I sewered the guy. You did. You did. So it was I a have little make aggressive A little bit. A little bit. Have to make it up. That was a wonderful gesture
1: on your part. So that update on the Celtics was actually about Jackson. Absolutely. Wonderful. Otherwise, you would have talked about Tate McRae's draft picks.
2: Yeah, probably. And the fact that she wears goalie pads backwards. That's right. Which... Hey, you know what? I'm not here to make make fun of. It's not, it's not what we do. Just, this, this is a program that absolutely. is pro-liberty,
1: anti-kink-shaming, and the mm-hmm. last thing you're going to do is go against that. I respect that. One more question before we go and before you return to Afternoon Drive and I return to HD2.
2: Question four. Pew, pew. All right, Tim, this will be the final time that I see you before we get to the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, is it possible for them to replicate what the Patriots did for 20 seasons we talked about this in the fast lane what what do you guys what conclusion do you guys come to on that I think it's tough it's really tough see it especially if Travis Kelsey were to retire Andy Reid were to retire I'm not saying they would in this offseason but I cannot see either of those two lasting for another 10 seasons I mean
1: what went on with the Patriots for as long as it did I just don't think we'll see it again in the NFL I don't know if we'll see it, and in, the, in, the, in my opinion of the four major sports, I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys touched on this. It's the toughest one to have sustained greatness oh, and, for sure. Okay, so the fact that that went on, it's incredible. Yeah, it truly is, and, and I hated every second of right, it. Right, I understand. I was, I bore witness in uh, in New Orleans to the very first one. I, uh, I, and this isn't a shot at the Chiefs. It's just I don't think anybody will
2: do it. I, I, did, yeah. did anybody think that they would? I don't think so. I mean, maybe Chiefs fans were right, feeling like, a little optimistic. But like but of, a, of, a, of a, the gentleman who played in the
1: Super Bowl, what was his opinion in Jamie Rivers' Piddle's namesake? Or I the just, man who yeah. named
2: Piddle's Piddle's? I don't think that they they think it can be done just based on yeah. the, the longevity. What's the easiest one to do it? Quote-unquote, the least hard, I suppose. It, out of the four major sports? Yeah. I, I feel like you're seeing the Dodgers do it right now. I know they haven't. yeah. Produced I, 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 as many I, World For Series, some reason, but... I would agree that it's baseball. I, it's yeah. tough.
1: The championship thing in baseball. Is no so... salary
2: cap. That's that's the huge yeah,
1: thing. Yeah, I would say it's got to be baseball. I like mean, the Houston what was,
2: Astros are. What's are... the last NHL dynasty? I mean, we saw we saw like the Kings and Blackhawks trade Kings, off Blackhawks. Um, so I'd probably say the Blackhawks. Um, you could throw Tampa Bay in there right now, yeah. but they're starting yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it, you know. And, and if some of those people are out there, they won during a COVID year, which was the bubble, and which, by the way, I don't think that they win that Stanley Cup if there wasn't a bubble. And then the following season, they have a, a shortened season. Yeah. So, Oh, wow. You consider, I, and, and that's that's hard. Pat Maroon's music! I understand. I'm just saying that those are two – they're not full seasons the way that other Stanley Cup runs have been, but I'm not going to take anything away from them. But I would say in hockey, it's probably the Blackhawks. Hockey, hockey. And then your St. Louis Blues ended that. That's correct.
1: That was uh, Troy Brower, Game 7, mm-hmm. 2016. That's the same kind of hockey knowledge you'll usually get in that chair. Mm-hmm. And today, you lessened it. You soiled Don Cherry's work over there today. Because piddles usually. Boy, how about when he busted out top tandems in sports... And I'm like, you know, I'm going to like Mahomes, Kelsey, mm-hmm. Otani, Trout. And he goes, yeah, what about McDavid and Drysidle? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, really? I mean, River,
2: Rivers immediately texted me. He goes, piddles? <laughs> <laughs> we went from wins per game yes. to Leon Drysidle I mean, and Connor McDavid. I still McDavid. don't know what happened.
1: It's like Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Like somebody entered <laughs> his body. And I'm like, what in the hell just happened?
2: Where did that come from? We uh we have the three one four saying it was the, the Red Wings, which I would agree with yeah. that. That's where I would go because the Kings
1: and Blackhawks kind of went back and forth. There wasn't a
2: Right, and it wasn't sustained for right. like fifteen years.
1: Yeah. I would, the Red I, would, Wings? I would say more Red Wings. That's Red Wings
2: went from the mid-90s to or the late nineties to what, twenty? Twenty ten, yeah. give or take. Yeah, they maybe were, a little yeah, it after was just, that. It was,
1: you know, it was every time you played it, you're like, oh god, uh, we gotta go. Uh, Marsh, I enjoyed it. I went to eleven o two. That's really, really bad time management. Thank you so much for filling
2: in. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed this was the great.
1: hell out of it, man. Uh, Ferrari. Are up next, you can hear Marshy Marsh again on the Fast Lane from two p.m. to six p.m. for Andrew Marsh. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on One Hundred One ESPN.